Welcome to the Wheatful Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Goff, and I'm so excited you're here. I'm an online product shop owner over at Wheat & Honey Co., a business strategist leading women-owned, profitable, and purposeful businesses, and your host here at the Wheatful Woman Podcast. Join us as we have fun and soulful conversation with a bunch of girlfriends pursuing a life full of intention and purpose. We are here to give you space and tools for your holistic wellness journey and hope you leave each episode feeling a bit more full than when you came. All right, Wheatful Women, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wheatful Woman podcast. I'm sitting here with my husband, Michael. I'm back. <laughs> He's up? back. And we are here to talk about today's theme of intimacy with God. It's our season finale, episode 12 of season three. And we really want to share this space and just have a conversation with you guys today about what intimacy with God looks like for us right now, what it's looked like in the past, and what we know it'll look like in the future. So I'm going to start by reading two verses that are in our Warrior Words book when you go to the Intimacy with Him page and set our minds and our hearts on truth and who God says He is and the intimacy that He wants to share with us, and then we'll dive in from there. Hebrews 1-2 LEB says, "...in these last days He has spoken to us by a Son, whom He appointed heir of all things." through whom also he made the world. John 14, 26 ESV says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. I'm glad we chose to start there. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm glad we chose to start there because intimacy with God is so much about our heart posture. It's about the way that we know Him uniquely in ways that I believe no one else that walks the earth can know Him. He allows us to know Him in this space. Like, you always have encouraged me, Michael, in your quiet place with Him. Mm -hmm. What is He saying to you in your quiet place with Him? That's a quiet place that only I have with Him that nobody else can understand. Mm -hmm. And same for you. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that we're talking about this because I just listened to a podcast about conversational intimacy with God. And so um, I told Britt, I said, hey, let's get this recorded while everything's on my mind quickly (laughs) so I don't forget it all. But it's one thing when we surrender ourselves to Christ and we go up to the altar, you do the summer camp thing, and you you went up to the front every single summer. It's one thing for us to say, yeah, hey, I gave my life to Christ and I'm a Christian. Okay, well, that's great, but it doesn't stop there. And it's like, okay, well, hey, yep, I read my Bible and all that stuff. Okay, well, great. It doesn't stop there either. And I'm not saying that, hey, you shouldn't be reading your Bible and you should be focusing more on praying or journaling. No, hey, yes, we need to be in the Word and we need to be knowing the history and the theological side of everything, but when you really start to know Christ and when you really start to feel him move is when you are intimate with him, is when you, like Brittany, like you said, of it's that heart posture. Mm-hmm. It is finding your quiet moment and just kind of bowing before him and opening yourself up. And whether that looks like, okay, hey, I'm pouring everything out to him, or I'm just going to sit here and listen. And as he speaks to me, I'm going to journal or I'm just going to, or I'm just going to download it all and just take it all in. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I think it starts is like, okay, Hey, it it doesn't just, you don't just surrender your life to Christ. And then it's all great from there. If we truly want to know Christ, if we truly want to walk with Him, then it comes through intimacy Mm -hmm. with Him. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of that is His Holy Spirit. It's learning how to be in the presence of God through stillness, whether that's prayer or worship through listening to music or being grateful or like you said journaling and processing 
having those conversations with God, and then His Holy Spirit is our guide. And we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in any moment of any day that we need it and we want it. Yeah. So it's so with with me, it is when I'm trying to enter that moment with him. Um, it, it comes through journaling and just having really kind of softer worship music on in the background. Hey, there's praise songs and then there are worship songs and worship songs is what helps me just really kind of clear my mind out. But also it looks, it, it doesn't look the same for everyone. So this is just me. But if I was to open up my journal, I think I said this a few podcasts ago, y'all would Everyone that would read that would just be like, man, you got some problems. What in the world is, do you need to see a counselor or something? Like, Which we do. Yes, <laughs> which we do. And, this, and it's great. It's, the it's best healthy. Thing. Yeah. And I would suggest that for anyone. But what I'm saying is, is there, is there, you could read it and you could see that, that the Lord has taken me on these long walks, on these walks through the valleys or these walks where it's like, hey, we are just, we are conversing like we would converse with a friend. Like you think we were on a hike in a mountain or something. The Lord has taken me on these walks. And there's just something so pure and holy about that. And I feel like that Christ wants us back there not, not. I don't feel like he does want us back there every moment that we can, and but because we're human and we fall short, we can tend to just be complacent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there there's moments in my life where I so I did an internship in Colorado Springs, and there were moments where part of the internship was, hey, it's just a prayer day. And you just spent the whole day in prayer, and it seems a little extreme. But if you really, I had to humble myself because I thought it wasn't productive. Or I thought, golly, a whole day in prayer? Are you kidding me? But I look back on that and just realize that was some of the most purest times with my walk with Christ. Now, yes, hey, that was part of the internship. You know, a a space was created for that. So the challenge in our everyday walk to walk life or walk with him life is how can we create that space? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, part with me is, OK, hey, how I like to create that space now is, OK, hey, I'll wake up early. I'll shower. And then when I take our dog out for a walk, I'll just start to pray and just talk with him. Mm-hmm. And. It's just me out there at 6 a.m. in the morning, so I can talk out loud. But it's really an intimate time with him. And I notice that my day is, hey, there are still problems and issues that happen throughout the day. But my soul and um, my spirit is a lot more calm. And I'm able to walk with Christ throughout my whole day because I started my day walking in intimacy with Christ that I'm able to go throughout my day now and feel his presence in me. Mm -hmm. And it's a perspective shift when you start your day that way. Yeah. Because your eyes are focused on him. Absolutely. The Lord meets us all uniquely. It's really exciting to hear how our relationships with him can be so unique. They all go back to the same end goal, which is us knowing him and loving him and walking with him and choosing him and bringing him glory in everything we say and do. The ways that he meets us and uniquely touches us so that we know without a doubt that was God. He spoke clearly to me. He comforted me. He protected me. He loves me. Is so beautiful and overwhelming in the best way. Because he can talk to you in ways that he can't talk to me because of your makeup and the way he made you to be. And there's different spaces he can reach you that are different than how he reaches me. Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And he has, he, I feel like Christ likes to speak to me sometimes through dreams. 
and sometimes I can I'll wake up in the morning and write it down or be in prayer about it and the dream makes sense. I'm able to discern and use wisdom of what the Lord was trying to tell me in that dream. And then there's somewhere I've woken up and have been clueless and just been like, all right, I know, all right, Lord, I know that was from you, but what does this mean? And I think that's his way of drawing me back in constantly so that I am walking intimately with him. Just for example, once again, at this internship, my friends and I, we were doing a prayer through the night and I was in prayer and I just had my eyes closed and I started to get this vision and I was walking down almost this aisle and the walls were were like rich mahogany wood and I was walking down this aisle up to this podium that looked like a like a draftsman's table and there was a scroll on it and I kept walking and I kept walking and I kept walking and I could smell incense burning I kept walking and I kept walking and when finally I got up to this draftsman table where the scroll was I went to go look at the scroll and I woke up and it's just I, I, I don't say it I, I shouldn't say that's haunted me it has just always kept me asking God, okay, what did that mean? What what was that? Because that was not a, oh, hey, I had pizza or my hot <laughs> sauce was too spicy and now I've got weird dreams. It wasn't that at all. It was an intimate, holy moment with him. And it's just one of those, it's like, all right, Lord, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to be stubborn here, God, and just keep asking you, what did that mean? What did that mean? And if you never tell me, you never tell me. But I think it's his way of drawing me back in and walking intimately with him. And so sometimes he does speak to me through dreams. Yeah. I wish I had dreams like that. (laughs) We talk about this a lot, and I'm always so interested in how Michael has so much assurance that God speaks to him through his dreams. I have never had an encounter like that before. I have more of the pizza dreams (laughs) that are crazy, but that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Our God loves us all with the same unfailing love, the same perfect love. And he's able to reach us in different capacities. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. But something that keeps coming to my mind is Michael's talking about dreams in particular and knowing that I do not encounter the Lord in that capacity is I want to encourage anybody that's listening to be confident in the way they hear the Lord. If it's not the same way that your spouse hears the Lord, that doesn't mean that it's not the Lord. So I just, I felt this urgency to share that here because I don't know if that's something that someone's encountering and they needed to hear today. I know that I have felt that way before and I just want to instill confidence today that only you can know how the Lord is leading you when you're walking with Him. If you're pursuing Him, if you're praying, if you're talking to Him, if you're reading His Word, if you're getting to know Him more, if you're surrounding yourself with community that's sharpening you and equipping you and helping you to decipher the voice of God and how He's guiding you to lead your life, don't be afraid because it doesn't look like it looks for your spouse or your boyfriend or your best friend or your roommate or your mom or whoever. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because it's different for all of us, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and that's and that's what and that's what it's kind of like. Hey, it's in the body of Christ. Everyone has their spiritual gifts, and so everyone hears the Lord in a unique way. And so, and also that comes with being open too. So, hey, when you are with your community group or your group of girlfriends, or it's you and your husband, or you guys, you and your husband, or or boyfriend are out with another couple and all this that you guys trust that couple share with them be open with them create that space because here's the thing the lord might be speaking to them in a way that he doesn't speak to you and they're and the lord is using that couple or that friend to speak through to you mm-hmm. and there's something really intimate about that mm-hmm. and so just don't open open your eyes and your ears and your heart to what is around you as well. Yeah. 
of what of what intimacy looks like and sounds like. Because it yes, it is one thing to hey, I set aside one hour every morning and I'm journaling, I'm writing, and the Lord's speaking to me. Great, I love it. That's awesome. But are you missing something as well by just keeping it all mm-hmm. within and not having your 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 ears open and mm-hmm. your eyes open mm-hmm. and your heart open to what someone else might be trying to speak to you or even ask questions. Yeah. In questions lies intimacy as well. Mm-hmm. Because a friend might say something to you, ask a question, or you might ask that friend a question, and immediately the Lord's gonna take you on this journey where it's just you and him because of you you heard your friend's question or you asked yeah. a question that you didn't know was resonating with you. Yeah. It's that holy curiosity. There's something so holy about curiosity. I think it pleases our God and our Father when we're curious because that's rooted in this deep desire to know Him more. And we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be wrong. We want to make sure that we're hearing Him clearly and that we are living our life in a way that honors Him. And that curiosity when surrounded by people that we trust that are also walking with the Lord is presented and discussed, it honors Him. That we're curious, that we want to know Him more, that we want to be spurred on more. And then it's like what you were saying, Michael, about when you bring those things to your community and to your people and the people that you trust to have influence over your faith and over your life with your holy curiosity it may lead them on another journey that is totally independent of yours, and it probably will, where you spark something in them where God says, I want to capture Michael's heart in that way, and I want to have this space with him on this whole different path. But it was sparked because somebody else was curious and wanted to have a conversation, and then they were ready to be interrupted. That's a big thing that I'm getting better about, but it's going to be a life journey, being interruptible. And not having quiet time that is structured or not expecting Michael to have quiet time that looks the same as my time with the Lord. But instead, constantly being available to God reaching me and speaking to me and loving me and guiding me in different ways at different times. Being ready to see it and receive it and respond to it and not putting him in a box of it has to look this way at this time of the day in this capacity. And then I start my work day and I can't be interrupted. But paying attention to ways that he wants to meet me throughout my day, mm-hmm. whether it's in stillness and quiet, quietness or through my marriage or through my friendships or through someone on Instagram or through a neighbor, through the post office guy, like <laughs> wherever it is being so in tune with him and how he loves me and who he is that I can be interrupted to know him more. Yeah. And I think kind of, if you could help me understand what you were saying about being wrong, I wasn't yeah. Yeah. getting what yep. you were saying there. Sometimes we're so afraid of getting it wrong, of not making the right decision, of not okay. knowing everything that we feel like we are supposed to know. Yeah. To be able to ask questions. Yeah. We're afraid of embarrassment, and yeah. it's probably a pride thing. And I say we because it's me. Well, I mean, I think Sometimes, it's all of us. Yeah. I think it's all of us. Sorry. I, I'm showing up with that conversation today because that's me. Yeah. That's me. I sometimes am afraid to be curious because I don't want to embarrass myself that you should know that about God. Mm-hmm. You should know that. You should know that scripture. You should know that story. You should know that about him. And sometimes I'm so afraid of not knowing that I'm not curious, but the holy curiosity and asking questions and processing actually opens up this whole other window where all of yeah. a sudden he's able to reach me in a way he couldn't before. Exactly. Exactly. And it is hard for like you said, for you, and I know it, it's a struggle for me, and I'm sure it's a struggle for you guys listening, uh, just to say, okay, hey, um, yeah, am, am I wrong about this? Am I wrong for thinking, did I say that story right? Did I, oh, man, I don't even know what I was asking the Lord this morning, or whatever it might be where you feel like, okay, shame or wrong or whatever. And, hey, yes, we all struggle with that. And that is 
And that is a constant battle. But I think if we could grasp, hey, when you walk in holy intimacy with God, you can't go wrong. You can't think wrong. You can't say the wrong things. You can't, you just can't go wrong. Because it's a journey. Yeah, because it's a journey. And how great is it to to have the God that loves us so much, that knows our hearts, knows our deepest desires and wants. And when we feel like, oh, man, ugh. I shouldn't have said that, or I think I got that story wrong. Lord, I don't even know what I'm writing down. I'm just kind of mumbling, whatever. But to have God walking alongside us and knowing what we're trying to say, what our heart is feeling, what our heart is, how it's hurting, um, even when we don't have the words, He knows, okay, this is what they're walking through. This is what they're feeling feeling I'm going to speak into that Mm -hmm. but you can't hear him and hear him speaking into you if you're not already continually walking in 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 intimacy with him yeah yeah and for me intimacy with him is I almost want to say fully realized I'm able to embrace intimacy with him fully when in the quiet place when nobody knows but God that I am seeking Him. I am resting with Him. I am looking for Him and searching for Him and confiding in Him and wrestling and talking to Him and surrendering my will to His, but also dreaming with Him. When I'm having those quiet, intimate moments with Him alone, but also surrounding myself with other Christians and believers and people that are doing the same, because That is where I become challenged. That's where I'm convicted. That's where I'm held accountable. That's where I'm built up. That's where I'm encouraged. Because other people in my life are able to say, thank you so much for telling me that. You are so self-aware. Can I encourage you with something? Don't be afraid. Can I encourage you with something? What did you mean by that? Can we talk about that a little bit more? It's having this space with the Lord where He is speaking into my life but then also allowing other people that are doing the same to have influence as well and how I know him and then me doing the same for them. So I think it goes both ways and it's really, really important in all seasons of your life to have your people that are sharpening you in addition to seeking out time with just the Lord that's just you and him and there's no agenda, but you just show up to know him more. Yeah, yeah, no, then that's good. And this was something that I learned a while back or that was told to me. And I know, Sunshine, that we kind of have talks back and forth about this. But when you have those moments with the Lord, when you have those intimate, holy moments with the Lord, whether it's in your quiet time or you're walking or you're driving to work and listen to worship music or whatever it looks like when, or whatever that moment looks like, cherish those hey if hey if you feel like the lord is speaking to you to say hey i really want you to go tell your friend this and or i want you to tell your husband this or i want you to tell your boyfriend this or whoever it might be okay great do it follow that follow that intuition of what the holy spirit is telling you but there are moments that are reserved for just you mm-hmm. and the lord mm-hmm. And you need to cherish those moments. You need to keep those moments between you and the Lord and that they are intimate just between you and the Lord. And I know it. it's hard because you want to tell the whole world what God is telling you or what Jesus is telling you or what or you want to tell the whole world, hey, this is what Christ is telling me. I feel this. And and he said this and he's taking me on this journey there are mo- there are times for that but i feel i truly feel like 90% of the time it's just reserved for you and him mm-hmm. 
and I get it. It's hard. You want to, you want to help process with your spouse and you want to, or your friend or your community group, but who's better to process with than Christ? I mean, Mm -hmm. he's going to give you all the answers and I hate to kind of say that corny church Mm -hmm. answer right there, but who better to process with than him? Yeah. And so I think what I just kind of feel like the Lord is saying is just to, Hey, let them know to keep those moments holy. Mm. Let them, let them know to keep those moments between the listener and I just let them. It's just, it's just a one-on-one conversation. And if you can cherish that and keep that one-on-one where it is a, I say secret place with him, and I don't mean it like, oh, hey, it's done in hiding and it's done out of trying to lie and be deceitful. No, it is a secret place with just you and him. If you can keep that secret and intimate and holy and block off and say, no, this is just me time. This is just my time with the Lord. I can truly say that your intimate walks with the Lord, if you can keep it just between you and him, are going to be so much better. They're going to be detailed and you will hear him just that much more clearly. Yeah. And sometimes I think those holy moments and those quiet places can't fully mature. We can't fully hear him. We can't fully feel in our gut how he's prompting us to live and to be and to know him if we quickly rush to text, to call, to post on Instagram, to write a blog. Those are for us. Those moments are for us. That space that's holy where we come to know the Lord and we hear him clearly sometimes cannot touch us to the full capacity if we're so quick to share it. But the Lord just wants us to embrace him for a moment and to be there and to be still and to keep listening And if it's so exciting that we hear him so clearly that we think, man, I cannot be still right now, turn to worshiping him and praising him. Listen to music, pray, cry, process, laugh. We can do those things with him too. Those things that we think we have to share with someone else. Sometimes he just, I think he looks at us and says, why don't you want to do that with me? You're so excited to express that emotion with Michael. Why aren't you that excited to express that emotion with just me? Mm. That's good. I love it. I love it. And I think that, you know, I remember I struggled with, I want to switch gears here real quick. I'm sorry. I, I remember that I struggled with, okay, well, what, is it, what does his voice sound like? You know, what does, does it sound like those cartoon Christian Bible story movies that we watched in Sunday school when he would when Jesus would talk what does his voice sound like and I don't know what it sounds like for you but I know what it sounds like for me but I know that but that only came from quieting my soul and really just even saying it out loud of all right Lord I just want to be I, I just want my walk to be intimate with you. Mm-hmm. I want when I pray, when I journal, when 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 I sit here, I just want my conversations with you to be holy and 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 intimate. And then I start to feel the Holy Spirit move. And when and when those conversations, those intimacy conversations start to happen with the Lord, it's it is clear as day. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay. If you're asking, okay, well, Hey, how, what does his voice sound like? How, how, how do I know if he's trying to talk to me? Just start by praying. All right, Lord. Hey, I want my walk with you to be intimate. When I pray, when I have my quiet time and just start with just saying, all right, Lord, I want my walk to be intimate with you. Yeah. I love this topic because it's applicable for anyone. There is something for everybody when we talk about intimacy with God and what that looks like for me and what it looks like for you, what it looks for anyone that's listening. There's always something to be reminded of and assured of. And I'm thinking about those that are listening 
and the different places they may be in their life. And if you're the person that is listening to this and you're excited, but it's hard to relate because you've never had a moment where you have felt like you so clearly had intimacy with God. You heard Him. You came to know Him in a way that was so impactful for you uniquely. A few things and a few settings that I've been in where I've encountered those moments is when I'm diversifying where I'm meeting Him. When it's not always the same, but I'm listening to different songs. Not the same playlist over and over and over again, but I'm finding different playlists on Spotify, whether it's acoustic or it's Hillsong or it's Shane and Shane or whoever it is, having different music that's filling my ears, having different individuals that I look up to, whether it's pastors at our church or from a church in Colorado Springs that we love, or maybe it's someone that has a podcast that leads well in their faith. They're biblically rooted and they lead well and I'm spurred on by them, filling myself with that, reading my Bible for myself and asking God before I open it, would you help me to know you more through what I'm reading? There are different ways that I surround myself with his truth. And in doing that, I'm always surprised where he meets me. I think there's also the person that may be listening that feels like it's just been a little bit I've encountered that before, but it's been a little bit. I am all too familiar with that feeling when you just feel quiet. You feel like it's been quiet and you need that spark again. You need that fire where you just, I say fire because it's almost like this holy excitement that rises inside of us. Like, okay, God, I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I am overwhelmed with excitement and emotion. Because I know that the way that you love me and speak to me is more pure and true than anything else in my life. If you're in a season where you just need that spark and that that light and you miss it and you crave it and you know what it's like, but you just haven't been able to find it, talk to God about it. And I encourage you to do a few things that maybe you don't normally do. Maybe it's finding a new book. Maybe it's reaching out to a friend you respect and asking them, what are some things that are feeding you right now? I want something different and new. I, I, want, I want to add something. I want to add something. And maybe it's taking something away so that you can't add something. But asking people that you respect, what's a book that you've read where God has met you through it? What's a podcast you listen to? What's a song that's speaking to you right now? Maybe it's spending more time in community with those people. Pursuing those friendships and just sitting with them and talking about the Lord. Sometimes we get, I want to use words like dry, still. Sometimes we experience these quiet moments that feel like they've been far too long where we haven't heard from him and we haven't felt him because we're trying to do the same things. And he's just saying, Brittany, I love that you're doing those things. I just want you to look around for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I think about, you know, you try to, I mean, I've, I've had prayers and talks with God. And when people say talks, it's usually, you know, the other person conversing back. It was me just basically telling God what in the world's going on here and thinking he would answer me. And it's like, okay, you're not answering me. Okay. Why can't I hear your voice? Why, why, why do I feel like I'm just kind of wandering right now? What's going on? And you try to muscle your way through it. Oh, hey, you know what? I'm going to read more of my Bible. Or, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to read this book. Or, hey, you know what? Jesus calling, it's great. But, and so, and so, and so that's what I'll read. And that will help me get back and have my walk where I do feel the Lord speaking. Him and I are walking and just talking. (laughs) And... Those things are great. We need to be reading the Bible. We need to be reading our and and learning that way. And it's and yes, hey, we always need to be. I feel growing our mind and reading other books by Christian authors or you know if um, and books like that. I think those are amazing. And yes, those those do help grow um, ourselves and our spiritual walk and help make those around us stronger. And those are all great, but I feel like the Lord just 
really just wants you and just, mm-hmm. hey, quit trying to muscle your way through it. Mm-hmm. Why not just let down your guard and just sit with me? I mean, look at when Jesus came back after he rose, when when he came back and he sat with the disciples on the beach and ate breakfast with them. I mean, how I mean, how intimate is that? He didn't hand them a book <laughs> and say, "Hey, this is a great book. Hey, read this and trust me, it's going to get you." Yep. Mm-hmm. And and just and just leave. No, he just sat there and talked with them. And there's just something really I've read I, I I read a book where the author references that that moment. And there is something just really beautiful and intimate about that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like the Lord is just, hey, yeah, books are great. And yes, you need them. It, it, yeah, hey, they are extra tools. They are extra ammo. But what about just you and me? Yeah. What about just you and me? And I think the challenge is, okay, it's not a, oh, well, God, you, you well, you're not speaking t- 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 to me. You know, Lord, hey, I'm trying to come here, but you're not speaking t- to me. So I'm just going to go ahead and move on with my day. That's not how that works. It is a us problem, not a God problem, where it's, okay, hey, we're choosing not to be intimate with him because we feel like we're too busy. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm sorry, I just kind of rambled on, but find those but find those intimate moments and don't try to muscle your way through with a book mm-hmm. that is by no means, hey, yep, the Jesus Calling book is great. There are books that we've read that are great. Brittany and I are I reading a book. Jesus calling. No, I know, I know. I and but but I think sometimes I I can refer back to some of C.S. Lewis's writings. Being, oh, hey, the you know his writing and and uh, and he phrased it this way. Or N.T. Wright. Hey, N.T. Wright said this in his book, and I feel like I'm I'm trying to overcompensate for something because. Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing the Lord when in all actuality, I just haven't slowed down and I'm just trying to muscle my way through it and I want a quick fix. Yeah. And we just have to challenge ourselves to be still and want to be intimate with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for any men listening and ladies, you, you can go tell them, you know, your boyfriend or your husband this, don't be afraid of the word intimate. And it's not, it's not, it's not girly. It's not, oh, hey, that's just kind of a um, soft way to approach it. Absolutely not. I need, I need intimacy with the Lord to thrive in my marriage. And I need intimacy in with the Lord to thrive uh, at work and anything that I volunteer with outside of our house I can only do those to the best of my ability if I'm walking intimately with Christ. So, if someone would like to fight me on that, I'd be more than happy to. Throwing the challenge out there. Oh, man. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about other positions of our heart and other seasons that we're in. And I'm thinking about somebody that's listening to this and they think, man, give me the mic because I am on fire right now. I have had incredible holy moments with the Lord recently and I hear everything that you're saying because it's what spurs me on and it's my air and it's my water and I need it to live. And yes, intimacy with our God is such a valuable topic, especially in this space as we're ending this season of the podcast, there's nothing better to be talking about. And for that person that's listening and you're thinking, okay, this is great. What am I taking back into my day? For that person that's listening, I want to encourage you to not be shy about talking about how you know God. Earlier, we talked about 
having that quiet place with him and keeping it intimate and keeping it holy and sharing that space with him first before you share it with anybody else. But maybe you're somebody that's really good at doing that and you need to be challenged over coffee with a friend to not be shy to say, the Lord met me in this way this week. I learned this about God. I learned this about myself. I learned that I am made in His image because I saw that I have the ability to be equipped to do this hard thing. He affirmed me in that. He showed me the way. He opened the door. I heard Him so clearly, and He loves me so well. Don't be afraid to bring that part of the conversation to the table, too, because you sharing with people, that sharpens them to know Him more, too. Yeah. I mean, that's spot on. Yeah, that that is spot on. And if you don't journal, journal, because you can write down those moments, too. And then you and then there's no way that you can forget those moments. Yeah, I like to do that in my Bible. I have one of the journaling Bibles and I'll date a different scripture that pops out to me. Or even if I'm reading a Jesus calling and I think, "Woo, that was spot on today. I'll write the date and then I'll write whatever it is that I'm facing and a lot of times it's just a few keywords because I remember like my last day at this job or the day I put in my notice here, the day I started Wheat and Honey, the day that Michael and I decided to get married over dinner when we were having a conversation. Whatever it is, it was impactful in how the Lord met me there and pointed me back to His Word. It's really cool to put those things in my Bible because then I stumble back upon it. And a lot of times the same scripture means something different to me at a different time, but I'm able to reflect back on how faithful He is and how good He is and how I've come to know Him throughout my lifetime. So I love journaling too. Michael has helped me with that. I've never been a big journaler, but I find in my Bible, writing small things has been a big part in coming to know God and my personal walk with Him. So as we're wrapping up, Can we talk a little bit about how intimacy with God has looked different for us in different seasons of our life? And then I'd also like to touch on what intimacy with God looks like within the context of marriage and our marriage. That's something Michael and I are really passionate about. We've been married two and a half years Uh and don't have a lot of time under our belt. But we're very passionate about how God led us to one another and what He wants to do through us. And I think that's a cool thing to touch on today. So let's start with how intimacy with God has looked different throughout our life. Is there anything that comes to mind that you want to share about how that quiet space with him has looked different in different seasons? And that's okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been times where that's a hard question. That's a good one. There's been times that he's just met me when I've been journaling. Or I've just been sitting in my chair and I may not have been feeling like I needed something or was one or was longing or any any of these things. I was just content and just trying to have a quiet time and it was probably and I'll be honest, those times may have been me going through the motions just to kinda do it as a checklist item (laughs) but the crazy thing is is he met me there because he knew that my soul needed Mm -hmm. something so there's been moments like that there's been moments in worship that I that I can remember just holding my holding my hands up and my arms stretched wide and not and just crying and not sobbing not like gross crying and drawing attention to myself because that would be weird. No, I'm just kidding. But but of just of just kind of tears running down my face because that moment was so intimate and holy. And I honestly I can't even tell you the song. I I, I couldn't. But I can tell you what I was feeling, where Christ was meeting me, and. I mean, there's just countless. I mean, hopefully that's kind of answering mm-hmm. your question. I'm sorry. And, yeah, and I mean, good. I mean, if there's if there's like specifics, I could tell you some of that. But it's it is up to us. Once again, it goes back to posture our heart. And if we go in going, hey, yep, worship was great, and that was great. Now, now what's the, now what's the next thing? 
or hey, yep, I I did my quiet time, and this is what I read in the Bible. This is why I feel like the Lord is kind of speaking to me, blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of go through these motions. Those intimate moments with Christ are going to be few and far between. And it and it's going to be hard to say, okay, was that an intimate moment? Was that not an intimate moment? And so it's up to us to make sure that, hey, we constantly have the heart, the heart posture of, all right, Lord, I'm ready mm-hmm. and willing to hear you. I'm ready and willing to go on intimate walks with you whenever that might be. Mm. How about you? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Got her! My mind goes to how intimacy with him is always pleasantly surprising. It's different at different times and different places, different seasons with different things I'm walking through, with different things that I'm needing. It's different. And that's what keeps coming to my mind as we're having this conversation today is sharing that it's okay for it to look different. It doesn't always have to feel the same. It doesn't always have to look the same to be the same. Yeah. So be encouraged if your intimacy with him is present, but maybe he's meeting you in a different capacity in a different way. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. What an amazing God to be able to do that. That it doesn't have to look the same and be in the same place, but He is all-knowing and all-loving, and we have access to Him everywhere we go. No matter where we are, we don't have to have we don't have to have this item with us to have Him with us, but He's everywhere. Mm. Within the context of marriage. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're talking with our community group right now about marriage making us holy over making us happy. We're reading Sacred Marriage, Mm -hmm. and it's challenging us in wonderful ways. And a lot of it is things that we already know at our core. We're already very familiar with it, but it's really cool to unpack it and open it and talk about it and see different perspectives about the charge for married couples and what God wants to do through marriage. And we talk a lot about how marriage reveals every part of us you are fully seen by one person and we're talking a lot right now about how marriage has one of the greatest capacities this side of heaven to make us holy there are a lot of things about our life that make us holy walking with him makes us holy but there's something about marriage that can either be a big opportunity for us to embrace that and have someone this side of heaven that's walking that closely with us Or it can be something that can be really dangerous and scary if we don't enter it with that mindset of, God, I want my marriage to make me more holy. I want it to make me more like you. I love it. So within within our marriage, we're talking about intimacy with Him. Sometimes I have to repeat the topics as I think through (laughs) what, (laughs) what to say. But as we're talking about intimacy with God, and I'm thinking about Michael and my marriage to Michael, and the ways that we've come to know God through marriage, it's been a lot of refining. It's been a lot of refining. It's been a lot of conversations. It's been a lot of processing. It's been a lot of vulnerability, showing up, allowing one another into our walks with the Lord and how He's spurring us on and convicting us and allowing us to know Him more, and then also showing up when it's messy and it's not figured out. Mm-hmm. And saying, yeah. Here, here's where I am. Here's what I'm processing. I don't have all the answers, and I'm talking really fast, and I'm rambling, and I don't know. But here, here it is. And then we're able to look at one another and know, I chose to do life with you. And you chose to do life with me. And we trust one another, and we love one another, and we confide in one another, mm-hmm. and we're in it together. And then being able to go to the Lord together. There's something so powerful with anyone, whether it's a husband or a wife or it's a friend or a roommate or whoever. There's something so powerful about praying with people together out loud, hearing somebody pray over you and you praying over them and seeing how the Lord moves in that space. And then for me, one of my most favorite parts about praying with someone is when you finish and you look up and make eye contact And you can see and you can feel the Holy Spirit is here and is moving. As we're in this place and we are pushing out the world and we're spending time with Him together, you and I, 
you look up and you make eye contact and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else that makes me feel that way aside from when I'm praying with somebody that I love. Yeah. It happens with Michael. It happened this week. I was on a call this week with Jansen, a girl on our team. You guys are familiar with her. We're writing a new Bible study for this year. And we prayed to start the call. We looked up and we were both just like, man, (laughs) any uneasiness, anxiety, fear, overwhelm is gone. And we just had this, I almost want to call it a pure moment that you share with somebody. It's holy. And it's so beautiful. So intimacy with God within our marriage involves a lot of prayer together. Yeah. It involves a lot of conversation. Yep. It involves a lot of showing up to ask questions. It's a great processing space where I can say, you know, I've been reading this in the Bible and in the Old Testament, I'm seeing a lot of this and I just don't understand it. And I'm able to come to Michael and have a conversation about it, not having the pressure that sometimes I put on myself to have it figured out, but instead with that holy curiosity, I want to understand this and know more about it. What do you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you you took everything that I was going to say. <laughs> so that's where we just got to move on to the next question. One and done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Yeah. See you guys next time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think, yeah, no, it, it's... It's, and I'm probably I'm probably sound like I'm just talking in circles here, but I just feel like this is what needs to be said: is that having holy intimacy in your marriage doesn't work unless your your intimacy with Christ is in tune and in check. And here's the thing about that: is that you you can't have too much quiet time. You can't be too intimate with Christ. You can't have too many of those moments. And in that book, in that sacred marriage book, it said, and I don't remember the exact stats, but that forest fires in the Northwest are like minimal. I mean, it it, it is so rare that they happen. And when they do happen... They are. It's just small smolderings, or the, or or they. It doesn't cause a lot of damage because that area of the country is so saturated with rain, and so when something creeps up, when a fire creeps up, because that area is so saturated with water and rain, there's not a whole lot of damage that takes place. Now let's move to California. Colorado, Texas, you know, these places that, hey, they're beautiful and they look great, but if they're not going to get a lot of rain and a fire creeps up, it's going to cause a lot of damage. And I remember reading that in the book and just thinking, and his point was, you cannot, you cannot have too much intimacy with God because then that spills over into your walk with your spouse. And... I just think about some things where my walk with Christ could have been better and you and I had probably gotten into some discussions <laughs> that you're just like, okay, and then once it's over and we better understand each other and you kind of take a, and I take a step back and look at, okay, what went wrong here? And then you assess it all and you're like, man, there was a lot of damage caused Okay, well, now reading this book, it makes sense of like, okay, no, I've I've got to be, my walk with the Lord needs to be so strong and so intimate that when discussions between Brittany and I come up, that that's all it is. That we can meet at the dinner table, we can meet at our couch, we can meet wherever it might be in our cars when we're coming back from a date or a grocery store and just talk about, hey, this is what I feel like the Lord's saying. Or when you said this, what's that mean? Or, hey, I'm, I feel this way. You know, when you said this, it made me feel this way. And things are approached from such a, a much more holy moment to where then I can truly see 
the love of Christ through Brittany, or hopefully, hopefully she can see the love of Christ through me. Uh, the way that we approach certain certain topics, yeah. and so being intimate with God, just you, that's where it starts, and it has to be so saturated in your and your quiet time has to be so saturated that when it spills over into that that spills over into your marriage mm-hmm. because then truly then i i feel like you will see this is how christ sees me yeah and this is how christ sees my spouse yes and this is that hey christ fights mm-hmm. f- f- for me and he's not going to leave me. He's going to challenge me, that Jesus is going to challenge me and correct me. But he's doing it because he loves me and because he wants me. Now, I know this is very obvious, but it, then it spills over into marriage. Hey, Brittany loves me. She's fighting for me. She sees what I was trying to say. There's forgiveness. She's going to correct me. She's going to challenge me. But she loves me. And so that's that's what I have to say about that. I didn't really <laughs> land that plane real well. I'm sorry. <laughs> you landed it great. As you guys know, we've paired a song with each episode of this season. And today's song is Whole Heart by Hillsong United. And we are praying that this song will be a moment of intimacy between you and our Lord, that it'll create space for Him to wash over you and to renew Mm -hmm. you and to still your soul and to Mm -hmm. allow you to feel fully known and fully loved. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you to listen to that. I'll drop it in the show notes so that you can grab it there. Michael, is there anything else you want to share today? Yeah. And then song two for you guys is listen to Unveil by John Egan. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful song. It, 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 it is a absolute beautiful song. And if you really want to get into that intimate space with the Lord right away and quickly put that song on and it's, it's moving. Hmm. That's all I got. Is there anything else you want to say? The group that I see growing is absolutely amazing. And I hope that you guys get as much from these podcasts as I do. And also though that you guys the interaction that you guys have with Brittany on Instagram and through questions and all that stuff, it grows us. It challenges us when those when those questions are are put up there. And so it is just you, this group is absolutely amazing and I can just I truly can see the Lord working through everyone yeah we're so grateful I pray this season of the Wheatful Woman podcast has been an opportunity to go deeper into our relationship with God I pray these episodes have created space for you to know him more realize how fully known and fully loved you truly are I hope he has met you here and spurred you on outside of this podcast to live your life to make him known. I pray he has given you quiet moments for just you and him. I pray you have felt nurtured by your one nurturer, our God. I pray you have felt touched by our one protector. I pray you have felt empowered by our one true source of strength. Our God is good. He is alive and breathing life. He is here to bring light into darkness, to make us conquerors in Him. Let's accept His moment-by-moment invitation to be His, to believe He is good and true and whole, and the abundance of life is found in Him and Him alone. If you're looking for a tool to go deeper, check out our brand new Warrior Words scripture reference tool that inspired this entire season of the podcast. This book outlines 100 plus emotions and circumstances and points us back to truth. Our hope and prayer is that this tool would be accessible and welcoming, that it would meet us right where we are and be a tool to drive us into God's word and all of life's trials and tribulations. You can grab your copy at wheatonhoneyco.com. We are taking a short break and we'll be back in a few weeks with season four. I'm so grateful for you. I'll catch y'all soon. 
Did you enjoy this episode? Would you hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and share this podcast with a girlfriend? A great way to help us get the word out is by screenshotting this episode on your cell phone and tagging us at Wheatful Woman to your Instagram story. We'd love to hear your favorite parts of the show so we can keep creating episodes that show up to serve you. Thanks for tuning in and we can't wait to catch you next time.